Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Too Much Movie. It is the show where my co-host, Rob Belushi, Chris Candy, and I discuss movies from the 1990s, often thinking about going into the 2000s very quickly, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. But today, we're back in the 90s talking about movies that are simply too much. And now, before we get started, we'll find out everything there is to know about these men, their dreams, their desires, the most intimate of intimates. And from what I'm looking at, intimate are these stud muffins' middle name. So tell me, men, are you nervous in the service of this podcast? Rob Belushi and Chris Candy. Hello. <laughs> this is, of course, Luc Besson's The Fifth element oh my goodness the most expensive movie that galmont had made to date in 1997 a movie that kind of I don't know, became instantly sort of both gigantic and a cult hit and has seemed to have aged really well in the culture. Still looks fantastic. It was still in that borderline of like too much CGI and great practical physical effects, great monsters. Bruce Willis looking maybe as hot as he's ever looked. Mila Jovovic in bandages um, as a sexy mummy. Uh, Gary Oldman as the weirdest of weird uh, in his perfect Luc Besson, crazy, psycho, weird villain phase. Um, take me back to this movie, this bzz, bzz, uh, Rob Belushi, because I know you've got such an affinity for Chris Tucker's Ruby Rod. Oh, I, it's crazy. I, I think you could make a, a argument that it's Chris Tucker's greatest performance. I mean, he is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So funny. So he's funny. amazing. He's so he, funny. Moment to moment, he's so specific. He encapsulates. I mean, <clears throat> I mean you, ne- you, you never, you've never seen from him, and you never see again. Yeah. And in a big budget, like, where is this guy? God, I miss him. <laughs> yes. He was my favorite. I mean, yeah, anyway. What happened, to Chris? I mean, <laughs> filed in the "Where are they now?" category. No, Chris. He popped up in Silver Linings Playbook for a minute, and kind of like a you know. A he was in book. Air for five minutes as well. He's in Air. Air. That's right. He was in Air. He does great in Air. Um, yeah, that's true. It was nice to see him in Air. But like, oh, I man, think, Ruby I Rod th- is like a character beyond. I mean, he he's the original podcaster. He's the original <laughs> Blake Howard, dude. You are Ruby <laughs> Rod. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> Oh man. man. (laughs) You know, this I was I was talking but like before we started up that uh all the things you said are great. There's so many awesome things about this movie, but what I realized is when this movie came out, I was a teenager, and this is like the greatest movie for a teenage boy ever. Of course, of course. And now as like a 40 plus (laughs) year old man, I'm like saying there's some great parts, but like uh, you know, it's not as good as I remembered it being like the greatest movie I've ever seen. I like totally blew my mind. There's lots of good in it. Um, but I was saying before that, like, you know, we've, we do movies that are like too much movie. And this one's more like too much movie. You know what I mean? Um, 
But Bruce Willis is, you know, at the height of his star power. He's so great, even when he's giving unconsensual kisses and being weirdly <laughs> uh, rude to a supreme being at a airplane checkout counter. <laughs> um, he's still so charming. And she is uh, definitely a supreme. I mean, she looks amazing. And she's so great as that, like, gibberish alien language divine language speaking being like she's so wonderful and um and chris tucker is incredible but the colors are great the the vast array of um humans represented in this world where humans are no longer the only species and there's a lot of fun bits and you know it's a fun movie and You've got to I'll remember that that Friday, a, another massive '90s movie, a, a '90s defining movie, has both Chris Tucker and Tom Lister Jr., who plays the president yeah. in this movie, which is the greatest piece of casting. President, <laughs> President ever. Lindbergh. It's the greatest president casting of all time. Yeah. Like you know, this had to walk so that Twenty Four could run. You know, like it's like that's this is basically as good as it gets right i, I gotta push yeah, back it, on you there I, oh <laughs> go ahead chris go ahead chris well yeah. <laughs> um no i um i've seen this movie a bunch i really love this movie um and i think that rob might be a little hard on it because it is so <laughs> hard to do any type of science fiction where it doesn't have like original ip with star wars or star trek um, or it's a sequel to something. This is a dope standalone sci-fi. And I think this movie sticks the landing so well. People are kind of pissed off it sticks the landing so well. Um, <laughs> Cause it's just like, it, and, and I think they're confused. I think, cause it is actually just like a really great sci-fi. Like I was like, I wrote the note, like I want like this director to direct a Star Wars or this director to direct uh, a, Indiana Jones or something like that because he just really fully understood action had great pacing it's really fucking cool looking too uh it kind of reminds me of like a, like an ad firm from 1996 that did like a diesel campaign or like a black <laughs> flies campaign um but I I think that it is just such a black cool fun <laughs> that's a sunglass brand from the uh Yo, I know what it is. I know what it is. I'm I'm thinking of like surf magazines from the 90s that I had in my bedroom that had like flies in them. I'm just like, oh my god, god. I, moved to, I moved to LA in 1996 and there was nothing cooler than the black flies, man. <laughs> or a pair of Arnett's Arnett sunglasses. Oh, Arnett. Uh, Arnett. Uh, dude, I had I had Arnett's. I wasn't cool Ooh. enough to have black flies, but I had Arnett's you know i had our nets oh yeah anyways our nets black flies they're not in the movie but it feels like a pair of those sunglasses this movie's really fucking cool um i love all the practical stuff you guys all kind of hit it on the head um and i i do think sometimes a movie is so good that it it checks all the boxes and people go okay great fifth element is a great movie it, 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 but I know what you're saying, Rob. It doesn't have that like pushover quality where it has yeah. this like there's like a there's a new mommy missing from it. Um, but 
it doesn't matter because it's it's really great and um it 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 the, the sci-fi movies that get made now suck when was the last time you saw a sci-fi movie where you were just like oh my god you've got to see the plug-in whatever even the star wars and star treks just get by this is a cool rad addition to that genre and i'm here for it yeah it's it's really hard to make and, to and 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 later on luke besson made um uh, yeah the the uh, I'm I'm just going to go and find it because I always forget the name of this damn thing. He made this uh, gigantic sci-fi in 2017 called Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets that has Cara Delavadine and uh, um, um, that other terrific actor who's just great in Oppenheimer, um, the young actor Dane DeHaan, who kind of was the it guy at that stage. And Valerian is kind of one of the most gorgeous movies to look at, but it doesn't really have, or, or especially for me, it doesn't have like anything of the substance that Fifth Element has. And it's so rare to like go make this big thing. It's a gigantic ca- canvas. It's this huge world. It makes sense. And also the bravery of like, it's one and done. We're not making 27 of these. There's no intention that we're going to go further. We are making the very best thing that we can make. And then it's going to exist and that's it. And it's like, it's so rare recently. I'm thinking of like the great sci-fis that I've recently seen you know, like Dune, Blade Runner 2049, maybe Ex Machina is another one that's a completely, yeah. you know, like that's what I'm thinking more in like the original space, like completely original, short, bang, done, happens. There's no other IP. Um, but yeah, this this comes so wholly formed when you watch it and just has all yeah. these great archetypes that work, you know, and great actors, like the best casting of all time because it's like I need a – I want a badass Han Solo-ish kind of like leader. And so Bruce Willis, yes. Thank you, Tick. I want a weird, you know, psycho villain. Yep, Gary Oldman, Tick. Thank you very much. I need some English cred, more English cred. I need Ian Holm. It's like, oh yeah, fantastic. And then Chris. And don't, don't, don't forget Tricky as like oh, the yeah. Zorg aide de camp. Yes. He was <laughs> yes. Tricky. Yeah. Was in, <laughs> and, and, um, you know, just who I brought you your foamy latte. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the plethora, it, it's so, it's Besson like Frenching out with like uh-huh. all of the hottest models of the time as like stewardesses and weird, you know, Tricky's girlfriend. That woman, I remember with the dragon tattoo on her head, like I forget yeah. her name, but I, I was like, when she popped up, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, amazing. And uh, you guys yeah. are so right. Like it, you know what? I'll, I'll, I think that's what it is. It's very much of the time. And, yeah. and a movie like Casino is timeless. Um, but, you know, it's hard to paint a picture of the future that doesn't become dated. The past is a lot easier to see through the years. And the world building in the fifth element is incredible. The details, it's like 50s meets future you know like zorg's yeah. desk and all the fucking weird shit but um <laughs> but also the the cruise ship and the consumerism of it of it all the mcdonald's and the buying and the credits and um the flying cars it's, and it's a really f- this, you know what the fifth element is van halen with sammy hagar it's fucking awesome <laughs> it's great all right <laughs> It, it 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 isn't it is a daily put that rock, on a fucking right? put that on a poster. It's Van Halen's. 
it's like you awesome. you want to hang out with it like it's it's just there but it's like but it's not star wars but it's still jump it's still running with the devil it, and it's still a great singer you know and way it, funnier than star wars way yeah. funnier than funnier. Star wars. way funnier yeah it's cool yeah. and i would i'd even argue too like there is more creative costume designing and set designing um well, I wouldn't say more creative. I don't think I get competitive, but it does just as good a job as how like Star Wars involved like 70s futurism yeah. in its Whoa. apparel that it had the 90s futurism in its yeah. its its wardrobe. It's Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yeah. He did, he did yeah. Like, did, didn't he also do City of Lost Children? Yes, he did. Oh, what was that I other mean, movie he did? The costumes did are. <laughs> the, like probably the best thing in the whole movie it's a, they're amazing and um and and ruby rod is amazing i mean it's worth it just just for chris Tucker. so yeah like he he did so this is jean Paul gaultier he like he did the fifth element so this is 90 city of lost children which is um 95 he did the absolutely terrific pedro almodovar film the skin i live in with antonio oh Lattis. my yeah. god that Fucking movie, yes. That, that he did mo- that too. The, that movie, Rob. Is that had- the Banderas one with the tiger at Le Tigre or whatever? Yes, yes. With it's, the woman in the oh yes. my god, that movie haunts me. That that movie smashed like I came home. When is after- that movie? Is that in the 90s? No, it's 2011. But I came home. Okay. This is okay. when I was still smoking. Speaking, we're gonna get back to smoking. And I came home. And a couple of my friends were at home with me after that movie. And I was just sitting at home smoking and they're like, how are you? What's going on? I'm like, just this yeah. fucking, I was like, fucked up, man. this fucking movie, man. <laughs> fuck me up. Fuck me up. I just remember I smoked like a packet of cigarettes. I was like, fuck this movie. That movie felt like, um, like, remember that movie Eyes Without a Face? Yeah. I think it's Franju, French guy, Franju. Yeah. It felt like that movie, but like, way more fucked up and like sex laden anyway the, you're right chris the, the the costumes are fucking incredible man the, the oranges yeah. and the the blondes that because you know he was in there making her hair blonde make i mean her hair orange with blonde highlights and his hair blonde and like wearing the orange know, singlet the, and all that, all that cohesion of all the different outfits and looks and everyone pairing together beautifully. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's movie design within an inch of its life. And it's so, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about this on the pod all the time. And I always bring it up like world building, feeling like I'm in the space. I feel like I'm in a, you know what this movie makes me feel like I'm, I'm full of them today. Fucking Venice beach, Third Street Promenade, 1994. There's someone oh pan like a, there's someone selling henna tattoos and a fucking pan flute. <laughs> it is it is City Walk in 1996 on opening day. It's like postmodern and weird and City Walk. It, it, baby. <laughs> it Dude, the first place so I smoked things. weed in in LA was on the top of the parking structure on Fourth Street at. Third Street Promenade overlooking. I, I was like fresh from Chicago and I was like, I could, I felt like I was, you know, on, on Flotsam Paradise, man. <laughs> uh, I was like, this. Well, is- you know, 
you know what makes me think of that and like I pull all those weird references is I just remember growing up in this neighborhood in LA and like walking around and like there were you'd go down like Venice Beach or Third Street and there'd be all these like weird kind of like giant metal steampunk style body kind of like predators or terminators or aliens like you know all up and down Venice Beach and this movie just feels like it was kind of like it I don't know it just borrowed from those themes and I'll, I'll cap all of what I'm saying off like this this is the best fucking high school sleepover movie grade school sleepover movie with 100%. your fucking homies yeah. like just fifth elements on dominoes is in the belly you're just jacked on fucking mountain dew mountain mountain dew someone's smoking weed like and i would pair it with two other great 90s movies that i watched on rotation one of them blake mentioned friday and the other yeah. one yeah. um days and confused oh yeah oh yeah that's Ooh, that's a good crap that's yeah. that's the stuff I, but i was just gonna say the first movie that made me think about this so you you boys both know like i i Went and went off and did some teaching recently. And one of the, there was a kid in one of my lucky classes, students, lucky a, students. There was a kid in one of my classes who rocked in and he was wearing this hat. And I was like, You a white man can't jump fan to the kid. And he was like, What? I'm like, The hat, white man can't jump. Like it was one of those. It was one of those. <laughs> right. And, a biker and, hat. And it was yeah. one of those. And it was like, He's like, Oh no, this is like a vintage hat, cost me like $300 on eBay. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm old, man. I'm so old. Like, you know how much I wanted to rock a Wesley hat? Like when I was a kid, like I probably did and failed miserably. But like this movie's aesthetic, Chris, when you're saying like that Venice Beach, I'm like the, the costuming, there yeah. is a dotted line between white, all the people in all the crowd scenes at White Man Can't Jump and the fifth element. Like it's the same tactile yeah. life, like love life energy in that movie. It just filled with it. And I love the eclectic <coughs> cast too. They both sort of pair so beautifully together. But yeah, I'm, I felt I felt even older than I feel on a daily basis talking to that kid. I'm like, White Man Can't Jump that much? Jesus Christ, $300 well, or something. Uh, and and you, to, what, like... All the people are so distinct looking. Yes. Like every character, it is, it is not a human race that is, you know, a blurb kind of, yes. like there's, everyone is so striking and strange and beautiful at the same time. You know, it's, it's like, it's truly yeah. a fun visual romp of bodies you know what yes. i mean <laughs> like yeah it, it, it feels like the casting is one of the strongest things in this movie and and it makes me like as i'm thinking about it now like how casting can go so wrong and like it, yeah. and this is just really dialed in for great sci-fi um yeah it's 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 i i just i i thoroughly enjoyed it but i do know what you mean it definitely i don't know why that is it's such a tough genre because there's so many juggernauts in the lane um, yeah. that you have to compete against. But, you know, for something to stand out where you do, like you said, like, like have a Han Solo character that is distinctly unique, who could stand right next to Han Solo and be exactly different, but the same. You get that with, uh, with Willis's performance as the character of Corbin Dallas. <laughs> Corbin. So there's a couple things that the, the mother runner 
I'm sorry, guys. It's terrible. I hated it. I'm, upon what? this watch, like the kvetching mother to Corbin Dallas, like the, <laughs> I don't know, like Long Island or Brooklyn mother who's always complaining, like didn't need it. And, um, but, but dude, did you, did you know it? James but of 48 he, Hours fame is the amazing, you know, the, the, do you know what he's, you need, isn't he Iceman? You know what, what we both need? I want those cigarettes. Yeah, I, 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 I have want, one. I want the so, old, old butt cigarette. I want it. I want it, to try it. it. It blew my mind when I saw it. And, and, and I will give this movie as I <laughs> chew a piece of Nicorette gum like it's the antidote. This movie has so many uh, visual things that, that I probably think about on a monthly basis for the last 20 years. The cigarettes are one. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm holding my Nicorette gum up as Rob and I chew the Nicorette gum to death. <laughs> the Nicorette machine. weasel nation. <laughs> Go what ahead. about the coffee, the, the coffee machine? When he takes the coffee, oh, the coffee and he like sticks it to the ceiling and it's like, how's the coffee get in there? I, I don't <laughs> know. It's like, like I, I the it, cigarettes and that coffee machine blew my mind on this yeah. watch. I was like, the, there, what is there are things that I will never forget from from a production design standpoint. The cigarettes number one. Um, I was smoking when it came out. The the um, when Lilu get, gets in the self cleaning. Yes. Um, yeah. Shower and it goes up and down. I think about it all the time. The the mechanical like nu- nuclear um body reconstructor that they yes. reconstruct her body from the hand the, the reactor or whatever and think a, about it all the time there's a great and, tidbit with that boys i'm not sure if you know it's right around that time it was one of the first times that they froze like someone donated their body for science they froze a human body and they used like a um i don't know what kind of like laser cutting machine but they cut the human body into like millimeter strips and scans so that it could do the first like full version of that scan. So this was happening in science in the oh, late nineties. Oh, wow. There was all that sort of, sort of more advanced technology of people doing that so that they could see bone density, bone structure and do the analysis and stuff like that. And then they ended up using that, that science as the experiment to see all the cuts. So when you see those little slices of like the human brain skull all coming together, it's actually from real scientific research and they got it. And I was like, it's so amazing because obviously they're using it for medicine, but here they've just sort of taken something and then reapplied it. Like, Oh, what's the sci-fi nth degree of this and extrapolated. And it's being able to reassemble and, you know, genetically reassemble bodies because we know exactly how all those components would work programmed into their DNA code. So it was such a cool little thing that um, the movie, you know, researched and got so right in something so fantastical. And, and I love hearing that. And, and it is probably the coolest effect in, in the whole yeah. movie. I mean, I, I thought about it all the time growing up. And then what about the the turkey bringing, when she the turkey. What about the, oh, yeah. when she when she makes mm. the chicken with the little pellets <laughs> yeah love That's that great, great. love yeah. that one the the other two um, are pulling the stones out of Pava Laguna mm. is like was so crazy and of course the final set piece of the stones with her like that is a. a, a I, I think I compare myself to the, her becoming the fifth element in so many different like iterations with my friends all the time. Like, 
you know, uh, I fucking hit that parlay and, you know, <laughs> the Vikings covered and all of a sudden, like, a beam of light <laughs> shot out of my fucking <laughs> mouth and I stopped the hate planet from hitting the earth. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a striking image. And when and the Vikings covered the spread. Yeah, oh, dude. I just, I mean, I, I never just bet the Vikings, but they, they played last night. So, oh, God. Go ahead, Chris. No, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I grew up as a kid, um, and, and my dad would take us to go see Cirque du Soleil whenever we would play in Santa Monica. Yeah. Yes. This has got big, big, big Cirque du Soleil energy going on in the fifth element. Yes, it does. For like the mute, the score is kind of this like cross country, you know, bossa nova, whole food CD that you'd get, you know, <laughs> like there's a lot going on with this thing. Um, but yes, anyways, we, we I could go on for all like the little, there's a lot of shiny objects in this movie to talk about. Um, yeah, the guns are cool. Guns are the, guns are so weird. Like our, our one little like view of addiction in the future is Matthew Kasovitz as the mugger with the with the head. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, and, and then he just like dances <laughs> like randomly. <laughs> He's such a great little scene. He just kills Nancy it. Kasovitz, a terrific director, a phenomenal actor, and uh, uh, you know, um, touch wood. Isn't I hope he he's in okay. Munich? He's in Munich. He's the Great. toy maker slash bomb maker. He's the toy maker, yeah. He's been in a million yeah. movies and he's directed stuff. He's fantastic. It's one of those Spielberg casting from a film director sort of crop, but he's he's amazing. Oh, and and he's just in this movie to pop up to do this amazing 10-second, hilarious junkie performance, future junkie performance. Um, but I think <laughs> I hope I hope he's well. I think Matthew Kasovitz recently um was in a motorcycle accident. I hope everything's okay. Oh no. Oh. Yeah, because he's so wonderful. Yeah, but uh, that's a recent piece of news. But oh man, I I I completely forgot that it was him. I've had that guy in my brain since 97. I don't need it. Take it. Like I love that guy, but I didn't re- I never put two and two together that it was Matthew Kasovitz until I started watching it for this. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that it's him. That's amazing. He said he was an idiot and trying to be a superhero to impress his daughter when he had a motorbike accident that left him in the hospital, serious leg injuries. I'm like, yeah, I get uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try, yeah. Try to be cool for your daughter. I get it. Yeah. I get, I get it. it. Yeah. I get it, dude. All right. I'll well, well, before we get into our favorite scenes, I just have to do one quick shout out again, a, a person who's unfortunately passed away as well. How good's Luke Perry for five minutes in this movie? How he's great. amazing is he? He's sensational. Just sketching, sketching the weird you know those big guys like, yeah minded she wins or whatever <laughs> like they weird penguin robots yeah yeah it was it was great he's great and he, just the panic after being the coolest human of all time i just love that panic he was so really really great great energy yeah it was, was great all right let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we'll talk about our two favorite scenes multi-pass that's multi-pass Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It has to be. Yeah, right? We come back. It has to be that multi-pass scene. It has to be. It's a universal beloved scene. So sensational. Like in your head for the rest of your life. It's like, you know, all those great memes of like, you know, he's he's probably thinking about another girl. Like, you know, those that, that given, like he's probably thinking about another girl and it goes to the guy's brain. It's just like, Lilo Dallas multi-pass, Lilo Dallas <laughs> yeah, multi-pass. Yeah, like that's yeah, all you're yeah. actually thinking about. Baby. I was so afraid I wasn't going to make this flight. So I sent uh, David here yeah. to come and pick up my boarding pass. But now David has to go. Thank you. Bye. I am Corbin Dallas. And uh, this is? Lilu Dallas Multipass. such a great scene but there's so many great scenes in this rob what's your what are your some of your favorites uh i love that scene i love how those like guys dive into the uh garbage you Mm. know yeah um i i think the scene i enjoyed the most i mean obviously besides the beam of light coming out of her mouth into the atmosphere um my favorite scene, once it gets to Flotsam Paradise, it becomes so great. And so Ruby Rod's entrance. Here he is, the one and only winner of the Gemini Crockett Contest. This boy is fueled like fire. So start melting, ladies, because the boy is hotter than hot. He's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> right size, right build, right head, right on. Right on, right on. in the place and he's on the case. Yesterday's frog will be tomorrow's friend of Frostan Paradise. A hotel of a thousand and one follies, lollies, and lickum lollies, a magic fountain flow of non-stop wine, women, and all night long. for the movie especially in you know direct contradiction to corbin dallas is like very <laughs> diehard put upon hero energy and and then the the 
sequence where like the I forget what those like orc looking weirdos yeah. are that where they take over the ship and it felt it's like scary and funny and fun all at the same time after the uh the opera the very cool very cool opera uh performance <laughs> of Pavel Laguna like that whole flots in paradise sequence to me is is really the my favorite part of the movie but when he shoots out the floor underneath Ruby Rod and he's like ah <laughs> um, so yeah so Ruby look Ruby Rod like I would also fuck Ruby Rod so hard <laughs> like when he shows up I'm just like I want to put my peepee in that blonde you know what the fuck <laughs> I just love him, man. I love Ruby Rod. Like, <laughs> I remember thinking too when the movie came out, like, oh, oh Chris, my God. this is too much, man. You're obnoxious. And now, like, as an older, more seasoned man, I'm like, you want to Ruby Rod? Love is, he is, is the sex. sexual apex of, of you know yeah. humanity. <clears throat> and, yeah, he's got um, big. He's got kind of, but you know that. Um, that kind of like Bowie, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Mick Jagger, androgynous, seventies androgynous, pansexual, in, pansexual, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got that energy. And, and in that sequence of like, and it's this, what men fear, stuff. Rob. A lot of a lot of more a lot of more uh, less less uh, sophisticated men would be fearful of his his sway on them. They'd be out. They'd be under his hypnosis. But you're just embracing it, which I'm proud of you. It's so good. Uh, I mean, when you got it, you got it, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why try and fight it? Well, I'm not going to no, fight I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not starting a war against beauty. That's not why I'm on this earth. But, you know, the, the uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, and then, and then in the next scene, his hair is those beautiful little tufts. It goes from like a blonde, oblong, you know, vagina, essentially. I mean, vaginal, uh, at least that's what, that's what I see a whole. And um, it's a, it's a hair, it's a hair based fleshlight that he's, he's carrying around with him. Thank you. <laughs> with the staff. So he's got the hole and he's got the phallus that he's into. I mean, he's every, he is the Da Vinci code. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and like, he is the Louvre. <laughs> like, um, but the, wow. he comes in I'm, so I'm in hot. I mean, dude. I, yeah. Like, we play this game called Real Price. Like, you know, you know, if I told you guys this, no, this is a little off kilter. This is the greatest. So Real Price is like, you know, like you're talking to your buddy and you're like, Hey, how much to, you know, eat that thing or how much would to like, I don't know, fuck him or fuck her, or like fuck your teacher or whatever. It's all very childish, but like the, the key to the game is don't tell me a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Like think about it, visualize <laughs> a briefcase of cash because you're going to think like $4 million, but you're like, but if it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, like, like you know, like everyone's got a price. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's got a price, and you know, the real price. Long story short, like 
I used to come to this podcast as a safe haven. <laughs> you, my other podcast my says all the fucking questions. Like for one night of Ruby Rod, it's not what I would get, what I would need to be paid. It's how much I would pay. Yeah, and I would, I would pay everything. I would pay everything. <laughs> right there, right there with you, Rob. Standing arm to arm. Uh, thank you, thank you. And we shoulder be to shoulder. Say this. Hair orb, hair orb to hair orb. All right. Uh, Look at and and my point about the flots in paradise. I know I've gone long, guys, and I'm sorry. Is he comes in hot, and the arc of his character from like bravado, confident, top of the like media superstar to like shrieking, horrified, very funny. Um, you know, still recording, you know. He's like, like the damsel in distress. It's a hilarious yeah. arc for him. It's fantastic. And, and he becomes, a, at the same time, he becomes a war journalist. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, it's a great arc. And so that, that to me is, you know, worth every dollar. Chris Tucker, I think you're very, very talented. And, and if you hear this right now, you know, I mean every word of it. <laughs> If you want all my money, you know, you've got $6,789 coming your way. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I didn't know that we could hit higher than what we've hit so far on this show, but you guys just <laughs> seem to take it to the next, take it to the l- limit one more time. Bless you. I'm belligerent. I'm belligerent today. You Chris know. Candy. It's to, it's to clear your palate of all the pod, the pod, uh, pod, Master and pod, uh, <laughs> podcaster and commander. There you go. Podcaster and commander. It's the yeah. clear palette. Yeah. yeah. I think that this really was too much movie for Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I went from hating it to giving all my money to fuck it in like 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm Ruby Rod. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, you weren't doing I, this for a casino. I, I love you, Rob. <laughs> I love you, Rob. Oh, oh my god. There's a oh. late, a late, a latent love for uh for Fifth Element. Um, I am not gonna go anywhere near trying to top that rant. Oh, it, was that, it was beautiful. Uh, it was so eloquent. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Um, I'm gonna get there's so many cool fucking scenes in this movie, but um I fucking his um I, I, what I love about what this movie did was like how clearly get like it got all the characters kind of set up through these like really clever ways to the writing. And one of the cool ways is we kind of talked about it briefly, but you know, the cigarette scene, the coffee scene, anytime we go back into Bruce Willis's little like container, uh, you know, storage facility apartment that has like a garage next to it, I just like get all nerded out. And, And it has one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. His little cat, there's like a shot of the cat watching television. Yes. And it's like a cat cross-eyed. It's so cute. It's like, <laughs> I, it's rare for me to like watch a movie and be like, oh, that's the cutest cat I've ever seen. Um, but I just, I, I, I love that scene. Um, yeah, the Flossed in Paradise stuff is awesome. Um, I love the plane sequence too. We didn't really talk about it. I remember like being a kid when yeah. they go down to like the, the pit crew yeah. and they're like, fire 
ah, and they're like like lighting those things on fire with the flamethrowers and the and the reggae music starts to play and then it's like they're getting ready for takeoff and and like intercut with like ruby like just like going to town on a, you know a flight attendant it was just like the coolest thing i had seen uh, yeah everything's ready captain mr rod what you're gonna have to assume your individual position i don't want one position i want all positions Fire sights and landing gear. Ground, you copy? Got it. Front gear. We need some heat here, man. Get some heat. Some heat over here, man. Put it in, man. Put the heat over here, man. Dallas took my place. I don't understand. Are you making fun of me? Nah, nah, nah. Swear, swear. I never felt this way before. We have a human. Really? Yeah! I've tried everything, so believe me, there's no other way of getting on this plane. Ground is clear. Roger. Ready for liftoff? Confirmed. Power pressure, prime. Protection, confirmed. Power increase, 10 seconds. I am a little disappointed. Five. And if there is one thing I do not like. Three. It is to be too disappointed. One. Sorry, sir. This will never happen again. I know. Lift off. And, but that was also like, I nerd out in this movie, like, it's not necessarily scenes that I remember as much as all the tech that we kind of covered, but like, I love the weird little tiny hotels that they sleep in on the airplane. Don't and then see? like, just a butt. Don't but you think it's weird it. though, Chris, when I watch it now, I'm like, this movie is inspiring apartments and shit. Like I, I see people on like Instagram oh, and yeah. they go like there are airports now that have like sleeping pods, like especially oh, yeah. Asian airports that like, uh, <clears throat> Japan, I, yeah, Japan have got it. Like I, I remember Singapore is a huge air hub near Oz. Right. So it's like usually like a seven, eight hour flight from Sydney. And then usually if you're going to Europe, you kind of like bounce into Singapore, you go to Dubai and then you bounce to, you know, Europe, Asia, et cetera, wherever you're going. Um, and I remember 
being at Singapore and like, it was like the coolest thing ever. Cause it was a place that had like, you go get a shower, you go to the gym. They had like sleeping pods that you could do like wow. it's really old school. And now it's all like futuristic. You go in there, you put, you put your money in and you go in, it's got phone charges, alarms, like TVs right. in these pods. It's like crazy. And even on that whole, like, um, my wife is a personal organizer. Um, I'll link her uh, Instagram in the, in the show notes, if you're in Australia and you want uh, your, your home personally organized. But I kept looking at this. I was like, man, she would love Bruce Willis's uh, like retractable yeah. oh, shelves yeah. and shit like that. Like in the way it's, she would like, she'd be like, how do I, how do I hack? How do I hack a room to do that so that people can save more space and have less clutter? You know, like I feel like uh, I was like watching it through a new lens of appreciation for her too. And I love that, that one of his retractable shelves is is just for guns. He's taken off people trying to mug him in his home. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, so fucking that scene, that scene also has like that Bruce Willis scene too, to go back to that one, has the the like tried and true hungover Bruce Willis waking up. I think yeah. we've had another too much movie where he wakes up and like chows down on some aspirin or or lights up a cigarette and like last voice yeah yeah exactly you know, I, I i wonder what the turnover is for him is like you know interior apartment you know <laughs> bruce wakes up with that massive hangover like i think it's probably 85 percent of every movie including look who's talking um, Chris, I, I, last night when i was watching it i was looking at his stubble and i'm like Oh, it's more, it's like, it's mid, it's more than Die Hard, but it's less yeah. than Last Boy Scout. I had that thought. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's not as gone as, you know, Last Boy Scout. But yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, but he's definitely between, he's, he's John McClane, probably Die Harder yeah. because like even like, Die Hard with a Vengeance, he's more, he's, he's more towards the Last Boy Scout end of, yeah. of the Bruce Willis yeah. yeah. stubble. Yeah. He, he's definitely, Yeah. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. This well, Die Harder, he's group. like happily married, remember? He's yeah, he's, woman yeah. Yeah. Wants to have a woman. Yeah. He's got five yeah. credits left on his driver's license, down to only one. That seems <laughs> yeah. fucking cool, too, actually. It's the, great. The, the, the I, was, I was watching like um, the escape scene when she escapes and, uh, mm. and the train rolls down. Um, they go down into the bottom levels that are clearly inhabitable now. You know, there's all kinds of bullshit in this movie. I, that know, scene made Chinese me think it was... Restaurant. Yeah, that scene made me think like, oh, this is a cartoon. Yeah. Like, that part of it, well, I was you know, like, this is a cartoon. You know what else? I'll, I'll make my commentary too on why I like it as a sci-fi. Like, I sometimes watch movies like Brazil or even Blade Runner or, you know, they're noirs, but they bum me out a little bit when I'm watching them. Yeah. And I kind of get like, you know, like, like Brazil bums me out. Like when I watch yeah. that, I just like, you, you know, it's a Terry Gillen film, of course, but like, it's just like, it's super cool. And like, people obviously talk about them for, and they're really important for a lot of reasons, but just kind of leave feeling like icky. This one, I don't feel icky. You know, it's like, it, it, it has all of the cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's the cotton candy yeah. version. Cause I was just going to say, it's so funny that you talked about um, Brazil, but like the, the sort of text in sci-fi and um, you know, I remember studying at university, I was doing a course on science fiction films, like Fritz Lang's, metropolis and you know yeah, one of the most yeah. amazing shots in that is obviously flying cars and a whole bunch of flying cars and so so many movies of 
aped it, uh, reinvented it for their own things, been inspired by it and tried to sort of bring that sort of same shocking energy that they had to their first experiences of watching it. I think in some respects, Fifth Element does that in the same way, because if I was to talk about like one of my favorite scenes, I just, I would never get over the scene where Lilu stands up outside the balcony, uh, you know, during her escape and she just dives like the scene that she dives into Corbin's cab. Like that is just so iconic and so cool and so unbelievable. It's like, it's like peak sci-fi because it's like that wonderment of like, look at this truly futuristic city, all these, you know, all of us, you know, creating all these lines and the patterns that we create as a human race um, in this more futuristic way and her just plunging down. It's just such an iconic series of images. And I was like, that's, that's, that's as core sci-fi and refreshed, updated, like very of its time sci-fi blending together perfectly, fusing together perfectly for me in that moment. I just, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. I love the Chinese yeah. food restaurant too. I think yeah. the Chinese food restaurant, the dude just, and that's like, that's a cool nod to Blade Runner. That's yeah. got that like very cool, like, yeah, it's, it's fun. I, um, I don't know for what about any other scenes we're missing here that are just like awesome. The, the one I want to touch on, cause Rob mentioned that at the beginning, which is like oh, the, yeah. light, the, the, the light shooting out, when they figure out how to activate the stones, it was so yes. cool. That is a that is one of my favorite scenes because he gets through and then he's like breathes on it, and then they get the water and then the fire, and then everyone holding their breath, the tension and the yeah. direction and the reaction yeah. shots of all the actors in that scene, like all the way up to that is just perfection. We're never gonna make it. Corbin, Corbin, it moved. What'd you do? Show me what you did. Show me what you did. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Calm down. Calm down. Just show me what you did. Take it step by step. All right. I was just here like this. Okay. And I, I, I put my hands on the top like this, and I said, "We're not gonna make it." And that's it. said wind wind blows everyone take a stone water for water fire for fire earth for earth go now uh, earth open the other way okay And I was, I was thinking too, when I was watching again last night, like the whole 
thing with the cigarette, the amazing cigarettes that are fucking amazing. <laughs> and the match, the, the match seed they planted to be like, maybe all the cigarette stuff is just for that payoff. It's for just that for that payoff. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like, it makes sense for the character. That's what's so perfect. Yeah, it makes true. total sense for the character to have it. It's not contrived and it's right from the beginning. It's that one match and you're like, oh shit. That's that right. Yeah. One thing two. he was saving. That one thing he was saving. And and Ruby in that moment when when the match lights and Ruby gets <gasps> like, like Chris Tucker is just so perfect as Ruby there, <gasps> and like just yeah. no one breathes and they just touch it and it goes like, oh yes, it's such a relief. It's and it's like not even quite the crescendo of the movie yet. Like the big bad coming in is it is what it is. But it's 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 fan. I I can't get enough of the humanity and the the invention in that scene it's it's so great it's really cool it's really cool and like do we really does the goo ever get explained does the the goo ever get explained the dark like chocolate sauce that comes down when they get uh, engulfed by the dark star the dark energy like all of the characters when they come across like the the bad guy like something from their temple kind of yeah yeah, where he has the goo I, i i i think it's just like um i've i've always read it i've always read it as just like that's their way that they're showing him being touched like they're just being like stained and enveloped by like oil or something like that yeah. that's like pouring out of you i'm just like yeah okay well this is pretty pretty gnarly your blood turns into blackness like you know that's uh, that's how i kind of viewed it yeah like, you know yeah. here's it yeah this movie could have been Waterworld very easily but it's not it's fucking a great sci-fi you know hey, it could have been you know a weird what? you know what chris I think Waterworld might be good. It's kind of having a comeback. It's having Waterworld. a comeback. I, 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 but, it. it is I just Mad Max. It is just Mad Max, the Road Warrior. It like it's just, it's just Mad Max, the Road I, Warrior on water. That's what it is. Like that's what it is. It's the Road Warrior on water. I could get for that one the sidebar. I could get my uh, old audio professor because he was the production. Uh, sound engineer on Waterworld. Um, I mean, yeah, that's not what a thrill job that is. I fucking oh nightmare yeah. of all nightmares. Roger Pardee. Only movie that has Roger Pardee and Laird Hamilton in it. Laird Hamilton played a jet skier. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Amazing. Um, anyways. I, I like the... Uh, I didn't mean... I like the... Uh, let me just uh, off what you're saying about the, the Stones is... It's such a, a a beautiful but kind of understated moment um, that is the linchpin of the movie in in a lot of ways. Just like the movie's so big and bright and and campy that Corbin Dallas's kind of tired, uh, you know, underplayed characterization is kind of the the anchor of the whole thing. Otherwise, it's just a fucking sketch show you know of like weird bits and you know to to Brisson's credit he uh credit he finds those it's some of those match cuts too during the when it's like okay it's the last act and there's a 20 minute countdown but he he cuts like to the time in such a cool way like his edits are really fun and um just I, i was last night i was just like oh wow that was that was really cool and really fun at the same time. It was like a fun way to kind yeah. of break something kind of linear up. Uh, so 
that was cool. And, um, and then just off the Brazil of it all, like we should do the Fisher King. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's, that's a- Fisher King is like sci-fi, yes. but on planet earth, you know, yeah. it's fantasy. It's so, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I cry like a fucking dog when I watch that movie. <laughs> it's got everything I, I, I want. Great Despair, uh, the unhoused, alcoholism, Mercedes rule, painting nails. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what? <laughs> that's a sidebar as well. Um, period. I'm down. I'm I, down. Uh, we, we, I, it's we, funny we, because... Oh, sorry, Chris, you go. No, I'm, I'm getting finally in my stride to be able to watch movies because my last apartment I lived in, we had a really gnarly upstairs neighbor forced us to move because it was so loud. We'd always start watching a movie and then the footsteps would just kill us. So now I'm just in my own little private Idaho watching whatever I want to, whenever I want to watch it, no interruptions. So I'm getting, Fisher King was one of those movies that I started watching and like the upstairs neighbor just like ruined the screen yeah, experience. Destroyed it. So I stopped it, stopped it. Uh, but Lydia. I'm excited <laughs> to get into more. Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't know. Are we missing any other ones from this, from fifth? No, I think, I think that that's enough. I think, I think that they're a great collection of some of the most amazing and iconic scenes here. So let's, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, any of our favorite quotes and our two favorite characters. I mean, we've already kind of mentioned all of our favorite characters in this so far, but we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll do some quotes. All right, guys. I mean, look, we've talked about Ruby Rod. I feel like Ruby is the universal MVP of this movie, but you've also got, you know, fantastic Mila Jovovic before she was Mila Jovovic. Um, you've got Bruce Willis. The mater. Like yeah. Bruce Willis in this purple patch where he kind of made filmmakers' entire careers. Like it was at that peak of his powers moment where he could just make someone's career by going in their movie. Gary Oldman, when he was st- before he was like prestige Gary Oldman and he was still like, do the weirdest shit possible, Gary Oldman. You know, Luc Besson is obviously the director of Leon or the professional, depending on what country you're in. And Gary Oldman's performance as the psychotic drug taking cop in that is like memed still to this day. Um, such a such a great cast. Any other favorites that we haven't had a chance to shout out in all of our chat? I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to do it. Like we hit all of them. Everyone's really good. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give a big shout out to the weird little puppet that is in Gary Oldman's desk that kind of like comes out the weird little like horny elephant, like weird like thing. Like what is that thing that kind of looks like him and gets all excited when, 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 when he's let out. I, I, I'm going to give a shout out to him or her or whatever that is. Cause that looks like, again, another scene, another little character that I just has been play, plaguing my mind since 97. Just that weird little, little, I want to see it in full size. What do looks we like my about? son. it's like i was like (laughs) oh that's Um, so funny uh, a shout out to the mondachilans right that that, like as you said the big the robo penguins amazing design so great and i love the weird you know the um the other sort of weird space dog guys um uh yeah 
they're 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 fantastic. And Gary Eldman's weird head thing. He's like he doesn't yeah. want his, he's not committing to a zero fade. He's committing to like a collar that runs all the way up to the top of his hairline. Um, I really like that kind of multicolored uh thing that he's got going. It's a great look. And his teeth. Yeah. Like his weird mouth. I couldn't take my eyes off of his mouth. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at holes. You know what I'm saying? Like his mouth though, I was like, that's fucking yeah, there, like, there might not be any better quotes in the fifth element than the quotes that Rob has talking about the fifth element today. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got so Bruce Willis, like Bruce Willis does essentially a bit like a great bit when, first of all, uh, are you a human and, you know, negative, I am a meat popsicle. It's pretty yeah. funny. And then the yeah. other one where he's like talking about like, ah, the first letter I got from my wife saying she was leaving. And then the next one I got was from my lawyer telling me he was leaving with my wife like my wife that yeah like, that was a good joke and then the other thing that i love um that he does is when he's trying to introduce himself after his non-consensual kiss with lilu is like she tells him his big loud name and he has this whole like shorter name you know and he's like acting it out for her and it's all very specific and very charming and like effort effortlessly movie starish and underplayed and wonderful and i was like man we were lucky to have him you know so lucky we were so he was, lucky he was the fucking best so lucky. the best who bruce 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 yeah bruce, we're lucky to have him. he's still with us still with he's us. still with us yeah. he's still with us yeah, but, but we don't we're not going to get that saint that 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 bruce that older Bruce, he's given us so much. I think is probably what yeah. Yeah. Got to say. he's given us so much and so many iconic yeah. performances. Um, my yeah. favorite lines are all Ian Holm um, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I would call Raiders of the Lost Us arc sequence of this movie where he describes sure. and they have that amazing like book with all the designs of what the fifth element yeah. looks like and how they take it down. And this is, you know, if someone evil stands here and all that, like it's, it's all that exposition dump in sci-fi movies, which is usually so boring, but he's just so phenomenal that he's he, great. He, he can just do it and it just plays and it's, it's got those great images and it's just unbelievable. Like that, all the, all the images, I, I wonder if it was like Ralph McQuarrie or someone that like did that because you know, that he did the ones that are in Raiders and stuff like that. I'd have to do some research. I haven't, I don't know that tidbit, but man, that artwork is phenomenal. It's so great. Yeah. And like a great, you know, I mean, it's such a great single message of like, you know, we're here to love. Yeah. Like human, you know, when, when she's talking about like everything you create, you destroy and he's like, that's human nature. And, and it's true. And like the, you know, I, I'm sound so, uh, it's so, uh, they make it so obvious, but like, it's, it's a nice reminder. Like we're here. The, the greatest thing that we're capable of doing is love and in direct opposition to like Zorg's whole shitty, you know, evil billionaire uh, monologue about like chaos disorder, you know, look at all, look at all that creation that happens look at all these people they're so busy he's he's such like a fucking studio exec or, you know <laughs> like all these people that do all my work for me make me rich and like i do it you know i because i'm a piece of shit you know what i mean like the, the greatest thing we can do is is love one another and and if, if need be 
pay whatever you have to make love to Ruby Rod, you know, because that is a, that it's, <laughs> it's a loving gesture. Guys, I gotta say. Aziz, light, I, I need more light. I need more yes. light to watch Rob Thank you. Love to Ruby Rod. <laughs> that was what, that was my favorite line. Aziz, more light. And shout out to the character actor who played Aziz, that young actor. He was so funny. And, and I was watching it in the very beginning of the movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, like this movie also does really cool physical comedy, um, which is great. You know, and 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 um and that that like overtired kid who's just been holding this gold like plate there. The light, I need more light. And, and then when, so the, and when and the Chris, comes Aziz down, goes, oh, has like Thank you, Aziz. Aziz has like one bloody nostril too. I'm like, yeah. was Aziz out fucking party last night? Yeah. Like 1914? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah, I I can it's fun. I'm trying to think of my favorite lines. I, I unfortunately forgot my notebook that I had all my lines written down in, but Aziz was one of them. I do like the lines that, um, like, you know, in the beginning to that point about love at the end, I love that. And then in the beginning you have like the, the sergeant going like, um, uh, uh, I'm taking care of it right now. Or what does he say? He said, he, like the, the military jargon between, um, uh, Oh, there's a line. great one. There's a great one with, there's a fantastic line that goes from Tom Lister after Ian Holm gives him this big, you know, impassioned yes, speech. Yes. And he goes, and he goes like, um, you know, uh, commander, uh, I have a doubt. And he goes, um, oh no, uh, general, I have a doubt. And he goes, I, it's John Neville. Who's a great British character yes. actor playing an American there. And he goes, I don't Mr. President. And then bang. like, Yeah. Shoot. That was it. That was it. Yeah. So I know. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic line. They're like great, great few line Sir, readings in there. Uh, yeah, if uh, I like to prescribe to the logic of shoot first, ask question later, and all the military guys just really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, you know, multi-pass. Lula Dallas, multi-pass. You don't, you don't get, what, what would you think? Is Lilu Dallas multi-pass the Luke, I am your father of Fifth Element? What Pretty is, much. oh yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's the yeah. one. It's the all It's a multi-pass. She's got a multi-pass. <laughs> yes, honey. It's a multi-pass. <laughs> yeah. I love that that like you were saying, Blake, like coming up to that to the kiosk with all those different people is such a fun run too. And yeah. Yeah. Um, multi-pass is definitely the thing. And then the guy who's the Iceman in, in 48 hours again, right? Uh, what's his name? Brian James or something. Yeah. He's yeah. he does, you know, the 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 mail comes and he's like, have you checked your messages? And it pops in and, and he's like, could be important. You know? So yeah. Really, yeah. When the flots in paradise. That, that was cool. Laughing, but clearly I'm unhinged today. So don't listen to me. Rob, you are not unhinged. You <laughs> no. are green. You are super green. Yeah, yeah. You are yeah. super, super green. green. Yeah. Super green. Super green. Green. Yeah. Green. yeah. <laughs> he's choking him. Like, green. <laughs> Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. I also love how he signs all those people's autographs with just one long stroke of paint. It is so rude. It's like, it's so fucking careless. Yeah. Oh, not long. All night. Like, boom. It's like, you know, whispering to the girl. It's. I love it. Weird 
Perfect little detail. Performances of all time. <laughs> I, I love how there was like a studio that was like receiving all of the show. Yeah. And there's like, that was great, Ruby. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, like, I, I, yeah. I, like, like, what? I don't know. Forget the um, news. Forget the newsroom. I want to. I want to be in the studio that's receiving Ruby Rod and just watching everyone yeah. pull their hair out. The <laughs> just all have like air earmuffs on, like you know, like fucking. God damn it! What did he say now? <laughs> yeah, it's like wait. He's 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 fuck. He's talking to a woman and <laughs> and fucking her like during the <laughs> the evening traffic hour of it's like pri- radio show. it's like it's like space private parts you know where everyone yeah. is called giamatti like what yeah. is he saying it's exactly that yes Big mama. yeah god he, uh, he was like pr- prince meets howard stern oh. yeah yes uh, anyway. yes That's what it dude is. you're right you're right it's, it's, it's a marriage we never thought we needed exi- to exist but chris nalbert here prince it is meets howard stern That's god. it. do you remember when he like he when they go to the, to the <laughs> Rob, God, it's so fucking. Oh God, God. it's so uh, good, dude. When they go to Pablo Laguna's thing, Ruby Rob shows up with just roses around his entire like so low cut, so many like roses, embroidered roses on his black gown, and I'm, I just like. I, my wife had left the room. She was like, this movie sucks. Of course she did. Of course she yeah. did. <laughs> she hated it. Speaking of Fritz Lang, too, we were, we were, I was watching The Big Heat. And I'm like, you want to watch The Big Heat? You're in The Big Heat like, for Ruby Ryan. <laughs> yeah, she was like, no. And she, she left the room. I'm like, this fucking movie is so good. Like... <laughs> Anyway, the ro- Ruby Rod did. Ruby Rose Rod, hot Rod, <laughs> yeah, Rosebud Rod, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, uh. Holy oh shit! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! We have to end this show. This has been the best. This is one of the best He's episodes of any podcast. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! He's <laughs> such a huge mouth. Get it together! Get it together, Rob. God. We can't even end it. Rob's the first NS, the first NS, FW episode of Too Much Movie just oh, dropped. Wow, <laughs> guys, thank so you so much, much for mouth. listening. Oh, we'll be back. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I don't know how much time I need to recover, but uh, Chris, listen, Wesleyan you... Film School taught me how to identify the character that I'd most likely make love to. That was the entire <laughs> syllabus. <laughs> oh God. Chris, Rob, this has been fantastic. Chris, thank you for witnessing this with me. Rob Belushi, absolutely on fire. Rob, thank you so much, lads. This is too much fun. And we might, we've been focused really on the 90s, but we have a 2001 film, which we almost did instead of Fifth Element, which I think we might have to break our own rule to do because it's too, it's too... uh, Oh, baby, this this is a big one. It's a big one. It's got some heavy hitters in it. I we're think gonna, if we just rip the band-aid off and, and go into uncharted waters. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to do it. I think we're gonna have to do it next, but uh, we'll, we won't, we will, we'll make that a surprise. Gentlemen, you're the best. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been Too Much Movie. I'm Blake Howard. They have been my amazing co-host, Chris Candy and Rob Belushi, and we'll catch you on another episode of Too Much Movie soon. If we can even <laughs> cope. If we can even cope after this. 
Oh, so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>